This episode is brought to you by Portland Distro. If you like underground music, movies, and more, go to portlanddistro.com for licensed merch, vinyl, CDs, and more. Plug in the discount code 10OFF, T-E-N-O-F-F, for a 10% discount at portlanddistro.com. joining us this week on the everything went black podcast this week my personal friend jean spider clairvoy of spider muay thai joins us he's the sole proprietor and head coach over at the gym and uh, as you guys know martial arts specifically muay thai is a big part of my life and i spent a lot of time here with these guys training and it's one of the premier gyms in the state of new jersey and in my opinion the entire tri-state area located in Garwood, New Jersey. So check it out. We talk about his journey in martial arts, the genesis of the gym, and where he wants to take things. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in every week. After you listen to this, check out the other horsemen of the podcasting apocalypse. Of course, that is on Monday, Harwolf 666, brought to you by Brandon Legion. On Tuesday, into the Necrosphere, the best extreme music podcast brought to you by Jackie Smith. Of course, Wednesday is Everything Went Black. I return on Thursday for Necromaniacs with my co-hosts Jeff Kashid and Mike Scandato. And on Sunday, the darkest day of the week, Soul Knox comes at you by Carl Hikara. Carl and I are doing a collaborative uh, piece every other month. We have a thing called Darkness Weaves, which covers the writing of Carl Edward Wagner. Of course, you can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. I don't spend a whole lot of time on Facebook and Twitter, but it exists. If you want to take another step forward and you want to support the show through Patreon, for $1 a month, you get access to all of the bonus content. For $5 a month, you get all the bonus content plus early access to the regular streams. And for $25 a month, you can become a sponsor. I will give you a custom ad read once a month at the head of the show, similar to what we do with Portland Distro. And that can last for one month, two months, or as long as you want. And you can promote your business, your band, your own podcast, whatever. I'd like to thank our latest Patreon member, Scott. We've got a lot of cool stuff going on. And uh, welcome to the club. And now, onward. We just passed our one-year anniversary, man. I mean, that's, that's a pretty huge accomplishment, man. man. I mean, and I got to be honest, like, the success of the gym, even as, like, a guy who comes out here and trains, you mm -hmm. know, most days of the week, every day I feel like there's more people here. And, and this, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Like, like, I'm always surprised when I come in here and I see, like, oh, 
that's an unfamiliar, unfamiliar face right there, or, or I don't recognize that person right there. Well, just now, before we were getting ready to start, yeah. we were sitting outside, and some guy just Just walked showed up, up to us and started <laughs> asking us questions about the gym. You know, it feels <laughs> like people are just walking by or driving by, and they, they're like, what's going on in there? You know, and they, you know, they inquire. One of the other things, too, that I noticed, and a lot of gyms try to do this to varying degrees of success, is uh, they have the kids program. But it seems like, like other gyms that I've gone to, they'll have a kids program for like a little while, you know, like, like five or six kids will show up and then baseball season or start or something like and that then and gone. then they're gone. But like, I feel like here at least the kids program is big and the kids are sticking around and there's like a structure to what they're doing. Um, it takes a lot of patience, man. Like for a while, I was part of those like five, six kids in the gym. Not even that. I probably it was a time where I only had like three consistent kids coming on the, on a regular basis, and I don't know, man. I think I just being patient and just you know being passionate about what you're doing, and the parents they see it and they talk to each other, you know. So then three kids turn into four, four kids turn into five, and so on and so on. I had two more kids that are coming later today to try the class, and I'm like. I'm enjoying it. The thing with, uh, with me, though, is I always put in my mind that I don't want to run a daycare. Yeah, yeah. You totally. know what I mean? Well, it's clear because one day I came in at the tail end of the kids' class when our stuff was starting up, and I saw kids doing a bunch of burpees and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. This, it's because I want them to be successful at everything they do, and I try to instill discipline into them. It's it's it's. it's it's all about hard work, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A little bit of play every once in a while, but I'm not the one that's going to be doing dodgeball every other day and all of that stuff. No, I've never been that type, right? I look at the kids in, uh, in Thailand. I mean, it's a whole different culture, right? But I look at the kids in Thailand, and they're like seven, eight years old, and they're absolute monsters. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, why can't we do this here, you know? So... Yeah, like, you know, like, it's, it's, about, it's about more than just punching, kicking, elbowing, and all of that stuff. But it still involves a lot of that. You understand what I mean? So, so when, I, when I teach them, I, I, I want to teach them, um, like, you know, the way of life. But I also truly want to teach them how to be good at Muay Thai. So all of that playing around, I'm not really with that, no. Yeah, I mean, in, in general, that's kind of like one of the biggest takeaways from just martial arts in general, especially if you start young. It's like, yeah, it's great to learn how to throw kicks and punch and, you know, do all that spinny shit, you know. Yeah. But, like, um, it's, it's the, the sort of setup for success in life and how to find yourself, like, in the world, I think. You know, I mean, for me, that was, like, a huge thing mm -hmm. when I first started getting into martial arts. And, you know, and wrestling, too. You know, I wrestled when I was a kid. But, um, but, yeah, that, that's a, a valuable lesson to instill in people, you know. So how did, how did you start? I know you and I have talked a little bit about, like, first martial art, and then how, how did you get into Muay Thai and stuff like that? Oh, I, I know the answer to the first part of that question, so don't, don't sidestep that. Oh, so should I? Should yeah, I you got to say that. You gotta, I know, I know, I know. Don't, don't try to play it off like you never did that stuff, all right? <laughs> so, 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 um, 1989. <laughs> I'm at home watching a VHS tape, and this is when I got introduced to the person who probably crafted everything that I'm about right now, all right? 
I'll say his name is Fran in French. His name is Jean-Claude Van Damme. All right. And the movie Kickboxer. Yeah. Man. And the movie yeah. Bloodsport. When I watched this movie, I was already aware of martial arts because I was a huge fan of Bruce Lee and, oh, yeah. and, and Chinese old school movie, the Run Run Shaw, you know, the Five Deadly Venom type of movies. I was a big fan of those movies. So, you know, me and my yeah. cousin used to play around. And, and this is when you're, you're still living in France, right? I was in France okay, then, you were yes. France I was in France okay. then. So, um, so, and then, then I watched that movie, and I, those two movies, and I'm like, this is different. I'm well, like, wow. Well, it, some of it took place in t the, the ties with the bad guys. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, how old am I? At that point, I'm like 10 years old, you yeah, know, yeah. like 11 years old. <laughs> I don't really know the difference, right? But all I know is, like, this person is doing these, 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 these exercises and these workouts and, and kicking ass. Can I say ass? Yeah, go okay. ahead. This is, this is uh, no holds barred here, man. And we kicking are... ass. And I'm like, this is different. I want to do this. So uh, it took me a while, you know, um, I, I, I didn't grow up poor, but my mother didn't have a lot of money. So, you know, I was looking around trying to find a spot where I could learn Muay Thai because France is one of the hub of Muay Thai when yeah, it comes to worldwide. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys in France. But my mother couldn't afford the classes. Um, I was lucky enough to find a free savat. Class. I don't know if you know about that. I, of course I do. Oh, man. okay, okay. What are you, what are you talking <laughs> over here? Come on, Savat. Like, I don't know what Savat is. No, I mean, I don't know if you know that I did Savat. I didn't know you oh, did okay, it. okay, all right, all right. Yes. So I did it for a little while, and then we moved to France. We moved to the United States in 1993. Okay. Right? 1993, fast forward a couple years. Um, I'm going to school. I'm, I'm in Hillside High School for a while, and um, this kid... I don't want to say that he tried to bully me, but he, for some reason, I guess, because I was in ESL classes because of my, you know, English wasn't, right. wasn't my first language. Sure. So I said something to this kid that I think, because he was in my class as well. He was, I think he was Chinese, right? But he was a senior at the time. I was a freshman. Right. And I said something to, it, to him, and he took it the wrong way. He thought I meant something else. I don't even remember what it was, to be honest. And I said it, and I turned around, and he came around and punched me in my face. Ooh. So he snuggled me, but I didn't drop, right? And I had one or two choices. Either I stand up to him, or you know, I just go coward. But I knew if I coward, what's going to happen is everybody around, then I'm going to have to live with it for another four years until I graduate high school. That's right, yeah. So you know, I did what I had to do, and I kicked his ass, right? And I did it in front of everyone. For my whole four years of high school, I've never gotten into any fights because of myself. All the fights that I've ever gotten into were because of other people, right? I did find my sophomore year, I did find a Taekwondo school. Again, it was free because, you know, hey, we didn't have a lot of money. Sure. So it was, um, it was one of those hole-in-the-wall kind of, kind of school. And uh, I got up to my, I was about to get my green belt. And then something happened with the school that shut down, so I stopped, I stopped training. It's not until 2004 where I finally found a gym. At that time, I was working. I was making a little bit of money, um, and I found a gym. I had a best friend. Me and my best friend used to be training in the basement. We used to watch those, um, 
those videos. What is this? Uh, Bass Ruin videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those yes. are great, man. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, MMA. They're, they're all on YouTube now. Yeah, man. they're all, they're all yeah. over YouTube. Yeah, but yeah. I used to have the, v, the DVDs it was back then. <laughs> and I used to practice them with my friend in the basement, you know, just kicking each other like but MMA. Because that's what I, I think. I think that's what I, I thought that's what I wanted to do. Then I joined the school. Um, I got lucky enough. I didn't really have to pay anything. All I had to do is uh, barter some of my services. I used to do web design at the oh, time. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. So I bought some of my services, and I told the person, I said, listen, um, I will design your website, and I will maintain your website if you let me train. And that person said yes. So I got to train for free. I did Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu. I did Jiu-Jitsu for about two months. And what, what didn't you like about Jiu-Jitsu? I know you and I kind of discussed this a little bit. It's, it's not that I disliked anything about jiu-jitsu at that time. It's more that I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to master one style, and I just didn't feel like doing jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai was going to propel me to where I wanted to be, you know? So I had to make a choice, and the choice that I made was Muay Thai because, again, I loved Van Damme movies. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu was brand new to me. Um, then again, you know, I didn't really... I, the groundwork wasn't really for me anyway. So if I had to make a choice, it was an easy choice. So I let go of Jiu-Jitsu, which I respect, by the way. But I let go of Jiu-Jitsu and I decided to focus on Muay Thai. And I don't know if it's... If I have some type of obsessive disorder, but when I'm into something, like, I go 100%. And, man... I studied Muay Thai so hard. And to this day, I'm still studying Muay Thai like, like at least two hours a day. Two hours a day. And I have a very busy day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know you, yeah. you're down here all the time yeah. doing you know, privates and classes and but all I that make, stuff. But I make time to uh, watch videos, study fights. I still make time every night before I go to sleep. I have to get me at least two hours worth of Muay Thai. And that's why I always come back with new things. Like... Not just the things that I already know, the knowledge that I already know, but like I try to make sure that I always learn something new, so I so I have brand new things to bring to you guys. Well, it's not only the new stuff, but it's the the details of the basics too. Mm. You know, what I mean, like I just know from I mean, you and I have been, been working together for like three years at this point, mm -hmm. and um, just you know, walking around with doing pad work or drilling, just like the tiny little details of basic round kicks and teeps and even, you know, throwing the boxing part of it. It's just like, that's, that's really what I feel like you bring to it too. You know, there's a lot of new tech, technical stuff too, mm -hmm. but before you can really move on to like being advanced, you have to master all the basics. The basics, the yeah. fundamentals. Uh, I totally agree. Like I always say that it's, it's easy to learn Muay Thai. It's very difficult to master Muay Thai. So, you know, I could teach you how to kick, I could teach you how to punch, I could teach you how to elbow, but you have to really learn the application of it, right? You have to learn the meanings behind it. You have to learn the timing behind it. There's different ways to doing it and different, different, different reasons of doing the same exact thing. You understand? So, so I try to study all the different aspects of one strike, for example, the teep or the punches or, you know, the kicks. Like, when do you throw the body kick? Can you throw it while going back? Can you throw it while going forward? Do you have to turn your hip over all the way? Can you do it diag diagonally? You know, there's different aspects, there's different nuances in there that, that just changes that, the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, this, the style here is definitely Thai. 
Yeah. Like, it's got its origins in Thailand. Now, what would you say is the difference between like the European, like Dutch style versus the Thai style? Oh man. <laughs> Now, some people out there don't, they just see a bunch of guys kicking, you know, in a ring. But there's, there's a, you know, okay. there, there's a definite stylistic difference between the two approaches, you know. Right, I'm going to try to stay as politically correct as possible. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a setup. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. So. Um, I think we got some Dutch people that listen to this, too, so. Okay, so let's, 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 let's talk about <laughs> it. The, the main difference, here's what, I, here's what I'll say. Other than, you know, like. Dutch kickboxing not having elbows and not, cl and not clenching. The main difference that I tell people is Dutch kickboxing is a volume sport. Muay Thai is a timing sport, okay? So when you watch, it's different rhythm. Uh, kickboxing is very fast. You throw as many strikes as possible so you can land one, right? Right. Whereas Muay Thai, it's more like trying to pick the right moment to throw that one strike so you can land it. You understand? So when you watch... Um, if you were to watch them side by side, if you had two screens and one screen was, was playing kickboxing and the other screen was playing Muay Thai, you'll notice the difference in the rhythm. It's kind of like, like R&B and rap music. You understand what I mean? Okay, like, okay. You know, like, a, like a ballad, you know? Like, like, so it's, it's, it's faster paced when it comes to uh, Dutch kickboxing, but it's a little bit more thoughts behind Muay Thai. Now, I'm not saying Dutch kickboxers are, are dumb. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is, is whereas in Dutch kickboxing, you have preset combinations that, that you perform in the ring. In Muay Thai, most of the time, you kind of adapt to what's going on at, in real time. Yeah, if you look at, if you're, like once again, if you're watching a lot of the, the Dutch mm -hmm. system being executed, it's like, you know, very, very much like an alternating, you know, it's like a, you know, like a jab, cross, hook, low kick. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a very, there's a pattern to it. There's like a what pattern to it. Yeah. 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 For the most part, like especially in the beginning, beginning stage, if you really follow the, if you follow the rhythm, the rhythm, you'll, you'll, you can actually like, you could visualize or you could, you could hear pop, 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 pop. So three punches, one kick, three punches, one kick, three punches, one knee, like, or two punches, one kick. Whereas Muay Thai is, is, is a lot more, I don't want to say chaotic, but it's, it's, it's pop, 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 pop. The rhythm is a lot different. Right, Does right, it make right. sense? It does make sense. Yes. You know? uh, again, I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I haven't trained at two different, I've trained here for a few years. I also trained with like guys who had more of that European style too for a while. So, so, so yeah. Yeah, but now, now, but now what's going on is, we have to be careful when we, when we say European style because there is Dutch kickboxing, which is European, but it's also European Muay Thai. Right, you okay, true. So, so, and the Muay Thai from Europe is getting closer and closer to the Muay Thai from Thailand, okay, as far as rhythm, as far as understanding the rules. And that, and that comes with um, experience. Like Muay Thai has been in Thailand for thousands, thousands of years, of years yeah. right? Yeah. Muay Thai has been in Europe for what, 50 to 70 years, right? Muay Thai has been in the U.S. for yeah. what, 15 years, yeah, maybe? Yeah, like, I would say right? yeah, about 15 years, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I, like really? Like the first guys that I heard of were like Phil Nurse in New York City, you know, like. In, and those, like, were, those were, 
like the first guys. Yeah, like right? literally the first guys. Yes, they yeah. the following wasn't there. No. You know what I mean? It was just I'm honestly up until I want to say maybe four years, three, four years ago, and I'm talking about recently. If you said to someone, "I do Muay Thai," they wouldn't know what you're talking about. They would think you're talking about some drink with like an umbrella or something. Yeah, like that. I guess <laughs> you know, unless they were fight fans and they watch yeah, U- yeah, they watch true. UFC, they watch MMA. Other than that, nobody. But now. If I tell someone that we teach Muay Thai, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Back then, I used to have to be like, it's another form of kickboxing. That's what I used to tell people. Shamefully, but that's what I used to tell Well, that, you know, you have to contextualize it for certain people who might not have, like, an understanding Understand of it. Understanding, yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, because, like, not too long ago, I was at a wedding, and there was a couple of people there that were, like, these, like, Wall Street types, you mm-hmm. know? And I, you know, I don't have a lot in common with people like that, really. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm like sitting around listening to conversations. This one guy's like, oh yeah, you know, I go to this gym. You know, I, you know, I train, you know, like Muay Thai, right? And wow. I was like, oh, interesting. Like, Let's talk. Like, yeah, but, yeah, but I don't know. I, I didn't want to put it. Yeah, it wasn't your okay. It wasn't but it's like scene. even in that, like, you know, like good for him. You know, that's yeah. great. But it's it's sort of transitioned more into like people look at it as like uh, a way of getting fit and development. You know. Instead of the way it was, where it's like guys who, you know, trying to fight and trying to, you know. Yeah, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not exactly what it used to be. Because you don't have to do Muay Thai to become a fighter anymore. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So now, now you could do Muay Thai for a lot of different things. My, 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 um, I don't want to say my favorite, but what I really love about the sport and what got me so passionate about teaching, not just about Muay Thai, but about teaching, is, is I started to notice the, the benefits of it. And I'm not talking about physical, I'm talking about mental, you know what I mean? Um, I, used to, I used to be all about just, you know, let's hit, let's pop, 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 let's work, let's have fun, let's, let's, let's become as, as good as we can with Muay Thai. And, but then after, over time, what I started noticing is people thanking me, right? But not just thanking me for me, for, 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 for me helping them change their body, but for me um, helping them become more social, uh, helping them go through um, like whatever is going on at their job, or whatever's going on in their relationship, uh, depression, um, all types of crazy stuff. Um, even, even like certain um, mental disabilities, I guess, uh, a, uh, ADD and things like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, um, this helps, right? And I hear parents all the time, thank you, my son had this, and now he's a lot more focused. Or, or thank you so much. If it wasn't for you, I would be in jail right now. I would be dead right now. Sure. Like, and you keep hearing these things, and it, ma- it, makes you like, it, it makes you feel like you're actually here to, to provide a service that is that is beneficial to someone's life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, people who've been listening to this show understand how grim the last three years were for me. And I think you do a little bit know of some of the obstacles I had to deal with. And like, just on a personal level, there were, there were moments, there were long stretches of time where actually coming here was like literally the only positive thing I had going on for a while. I remember. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, for me, this gym has helped me like immensely just get through some really dark times, you know, but and so, yeah, it's, it's not just like, all right, you get in good shape, you know, your girlfriend likes the way you look without your shirt and all mm-hmm. that stuff, but it's about 
you know, finding people that you, you can relate to, relating to people that you don't necessarily would never come in contact with, necess- you know, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And just opening yourself up as a person to different people, too, you know. I mean, since I've been training martial arts for, I don't know how many years, like, you're, you know, it, you're, you're just outside of your bubble, you know, and you meet all kinds of different people and yeah. you, you appreciate them, you know, for who they are. And it's great, you know. And, and then also just the, uh, the depression. Like, I've always had problems with depression and just heaviness, you know, and like coming out and training and moving your body and like the camaraderie that you find in the gym is like definitely a huge part of it too you know no i agree with that it, it for that hour or two that you're at the gym it makes you forget about everything that's going on outside of the gym you know what i mean so how did you get into coaching exactly because i remember you, you, you were at cobans for, for a while in in new york so I trained with Coban, so I didn't actually go to Coban's gym. I went to Coban's gym a couple of times, but Coban used to come to us. Oh, that's what it was. Yes, okay. yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, Because I was at Coban's in the city I remember for a while. Yeah. So if you remember, I don't, I don't know if you remember the, the banner that was behind the yeah. ring. I'm uh-huh. the one who designed that. Oh, no way, yes, really? Yes, yes. I used to do a lot of design oh, posters, man. flyers for Coban. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Coban was going to, um, was before he opened up his gym in New York, he was supposed, he wanted to partner up with my old trainer. Okay. And without getting into, you know, details, it didn't work out. All right. So then he went to New York and opened up one of the biggest Muay Thai gym in New York at the time. Great fun. So, yeah, um, I've trained with him a couple of times. I did a couple of privates with him and, and, um, and I loved Koban. Koban yeah. was a really good man. His style was a little bit different from what I was accustomed to because must, he, Koban is a, is a Moi Mat. He's a, he's a very aggressive yes. fighter. Yeah. All right. I'm more of a counter fighter. But throughout the years, studying all of these different fighters, you know, um, you know, YouTube and all of these things, right? Studying all these different guys, I've, I've learned to adapt to different styles which I think gives me an edge over a lot of people. Because if you come to me, I don't try to, um, it's not a cookie, um, what do you call it? Um, like a template. Yeah, it's not a template, yeah. exactly, right? Yeah. Cookie cutter is what I yeah, was cookie looking cutter, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a template, right? It's, if you come to me and I say that your style is a little bit more aggressive, then you know I'll help you that. If your style is a little bit more uh, counter, like a counter fighter, then I will help you through that. If you want to kick more, then I will help you be, become a better kicker. If you like elbows, then I will help you become an elbow fight, a better elbow fighter. So I think that's probably one of the things that differentiates me from a lot of people is I'm able to adapt to the person I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love it. So how did you get into the, the, the training people? That's the thing. It's like I've only... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I've only really... I, you know, I vaguely remember seeing you around the gym, but, you, you know, you would show up every now and then at, yeah. at Coban's, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, you know, and the more I get to know you, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, now I kind of remember, remember seeing you around. But when did you actually transition into coaching and having, like, a team and all that stuff? So, several years ago, again, I was, I was competing. I was, um, I was training, and my coach needed someone to help. So, you know, I took on a couple of classes, right? And I started realizing that, number one, I liked what I was doing, 
but people actually enjoyed me teaching them, right? And I think what I brought to the table was different from what my trainer at the time was bringing to the table because his style was, he trained on the Koban, mm-hmm. so his style was straight forward, yeah, straight aggressive. Koban, yeah, yeah, straight aggressive. When you watch him, okay, okay, this is how Koban fight. I brought something else to the table, so I think to the, to the students at the time, it was refreshing, right? Right. And um, so they, they used to pile up for my classes. They used to pile up to come to my, they used to line up to come to my classes. And I was like, okay, so me, I was teaching once a week, I'm like, let me teach twice a week. Then I started teaching at different places, right? I, at one point in time, no lie, I was teaching at five different gyms at the same time, right? Wow. Wow. I was traveling two and a half hours a day to transition from one gym, teach a class, then hurried up, got in my car, went to the other gym, teach a class, and I did that all day for a while, right? And then what happened is my old trainer approached me later on because I was, I was training with him but not consistently. I was consistently training Muay Thai, right. but I wasn't consistently training with him. Sure. You understand? Yep. I was training different places. I was learning from different people. <clears throat> so um, at the time, I was so busy teaching Muay Thai at all of these different places. I didn't have time to train at that place. But like, I think fast forward a year or so, he approached me and said, son, you know what? I want to open up a gym. You know, I would like to have a partner. How would you feel about partnering up with me? And I said, shit, let's do it. And, you know, the rest became history. And that's where I, I think I might have met you guys. Right? You oh. met me. Yeah. Well, yeah. you met me a few years after I started, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, you know who I'm talking about. I know the story, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, before that, it's funny because like, I, I remember going to Friday Night Fights and the name of the gym was familiar to me. And I think I've seen you guys like around. And, yeah. I, you know, if you, if you go out and go to fights, you start to kind of recognize people after it's a, a while. It's a small world. Like, yeah. um, it's, it's a very small world, so, so if, you, if you're about something in that circuit, then your name, like, people will know who you are. Yeah. So, um, you know, my fighters were good, you know, and my fighters fought Muay Thai, right? And I'm saying that because what I mean by that is they fought, my fight, most of my fighters fought with a Muay Thai style. Right, right. right? Just because you fight in the Muay Thai show doesn't mean that your style is Muay Thai. There's a lot of Dutch kickboxing, there's a lot of kickboxers, a lot of MMA fighters who fight in Muay Thai shows. But if you wanted to watch, if you wanted to see two people facing each other and actually um, display the art, the traditional art of Muay Thai, only a few gyms had that. Yeah. We were one of those gyms. Yeah, I think with the MMA becoming so big, it's like, people blur those lines sometimes like i know even even recently if you go to like a fight you can always pick out the guys by their stances like who's who's like all right this guy definitely doesn't always he's i'm an mma fighter Mm -hmm. just with not shooting takedowns or something you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah they can tell by their stance and everything you know and you know what i um about that i i have to say uh, mma doesn't interest me right i respect it as for what it is it doesn't interest interest me because of the ground aspect of it, right, right? right? But without MMA, Muay Thai would never be what it is right now. 
Well, I mean, you know, even even just on, on like a bigger level, and now that one one just recently had their um, debut in the states, you know, and that and I look at one, it's it's an MMA promotion, but it's more it's like everything, and it's a really good thing for Muay Thai, I believe. I, I I don't know that one is an MMA promotion. I don't. Know well, they have MMA around. fights on there, but the the more prominent people on there are Muay Thai fighters, yes. and kickboxers. I would say that. Yeah, like Rod Tang, Rod Tang, yeah. Superlek, a yep. lot of those uh, Pampayak, a lot of those guys. The most popular guys, for the most part, are Muay Thai fighters. But right. if you're into MMA, then the most popular guy in there will probably be Mighty Mouse. Yeah, you know like what Demetrius I mean? Johnson. Uh, yes. But what I'm trying to say, though, is I think that, in the United States at least, it kind of sprinkles in familiar names, and then people suddenly, are now they know who Rod Tang is. You're, you're you 100% know? right. And now it's like, I think, it's making like a bigger, a bigger footprint in mm-hmm. the United States, and yeah. for, the, for Muay Thai, I think it's good. It, it's, it's great, because now the purses are going to go up. Which means a lot of a lot more people are going to be interested in training Muay Thai. Yeah. Now, there's always a pro and a con to every situation. Yeah. With that said, I'm afraid that is it is going to dilute the art, and it's already doing it now, like on the big stage. This is something that will take another hour for us to discuss. <laughs> yeah. But it's already uh, the style is already diluting itself. But I would say that it's better than no Muay Thai. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's always good to have a new like something like that come over here, which you know, I I, I think it's good because more people, like they'll support the gyms. Mm-hmm. You know, more people come out, the gyms stay open, people show up, and there's more people to train with, and it just keeps it alive. And maybe things in the United States, like the style, will probably change a little bit. You know? Yeah, it it, it have to. Yeah, I mean, with the introducing the introduction of um, MMA gloves, it's it that alone changes the whole boulder yeah when i first started seeing that i was like it changes your guard completely it changes your guard it's like you're, you have to probably have more head movement i imagine yeah 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 but it also it also changes your game period because now what you're starting to see is a lot more punches right that you right. used to see back then because with the small gloves it's easier to uh to fit the glove in between the guard but also uh Satri, Satri uh, Sijotong, who is the, the mastermind behind One Championship, right. he, um, he offers a pretty big purse for knockouts. Ah, okay. And so people like to take, I don't want to say the easy way out, but the easiest way to knock someone out, out is with punches. So you'll see a lot of people like Rod Tang is a puncher. Yeah, he's a puncher. He yeah. He's yeah. very popular. Yeah, even when he, when he was here for the seminar, a lot of his drilling was like, Boxing-based, boxing-based, yeah. yes. So it, change, it changes the, the focus. Whereas back then, it was mostly about the clinch, high-scoring body kicks. You know, those were like what people wanted to land because those scored, scored very high. Nowadays, everybody wants to go for the knockout. So now they're focused a little bit more on punches. So, you know, I have a feeling that a little bit further down the line, it's going to be more of a hybrid right it's going to blend a little bit more but as of right now most most of what i see in uh in one championship is is is, is punches unless super like in pompayak fighters like now you guys just got back from from thailand recently oh, yeah. so now is that um you know when i first started training with with the, you guys it was you know like no one was really traveling you know what i mean so is that gym 
something that you have a relationship, like a long-standing relationship? Like, what's, so, this, what's the story behind the gym over in Thailand? So, um, my relationship is not with the gyms themselves, right? Uh, I have a very good friend who comes from France as well, but he came to the United States several years ago, fought in the U.S., and then went to Thailand. So he went, he was born in, he was born in, kind of like he was born in France, moved to the United States, fought in the U.S., and then moved to Thailand, and now he resides there. But me and him kept in contact. Right. He's still in the Muay Thai circuit. Actually, he's uh, one of the officials for one championship. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So you, you see him on TV. Um, he raps and then puts Vaseline on the fighters before they get into the ring. Gotcha. So he has a lot of, he has a big network of gyms there. So whenever I go to Thailand, all I have to do is hit him up and be like, listen, I want to go to this gym and that gym and this gym and that gym, and then he makes it happen. So typically, because I go with a bunch of people, like a, a lot of my fighters, I don't like to stick to one gym per se, because I want my I want my guys to get the real Muay Thai experience, the real Thailand experience. So I like to go f from spend a couple a couple days in one gym, then gravitate into another one, just so they could have different experiences and understand what the difference is between this gym and that gym and that gym and that gym because again it's not it's not a template over there either oh yeah yeah like some if you're a le if you're a leg kicker there's just there's a you go to this yeah, gym if you're, if you're a, a clincher yeah. you go to that yeah, gym exactly, if you're a kicker yeah. you know yep. so if you softball you go to this gym like <laughs> yes it's, yeah. it's crazy but yeah, it, it happens yeah. like that way so I like for people to get a really good uh, uh, ve ve like a very good um, I want to say um, a variety of different of different experience you know what I mean so you guys were there for like like a month, right? We were there for like two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. Yeah, two and okay. a half weeks. So when we go there, we don't stay there for too long. Because I have a gym to run. Yeah, totally. And also have a family, right? Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. So yeah. that's the big Yo, Dave thing. Dave did a great job, though, man. Oh, thank you. You know, Dave's the man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, um, it's good to have people you can rely oh, on. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, so Dave, lucky Dave's in that aspect. So lucky in that aspect. But yeah, um. Every time we go, we spend about two, two and a half, maybe three weeks, right? And then we come back. And then the next year, we do it again. And then we come back. Uh, the pandemic put a damper on, certain, on a few things, but we're trying to make it an annual thing. So we're back to it again. Good. So this year, next year, we'll go again. The following year, we'll go again. We're going to make it an annual thing. Now, one of the things I noticed, too, um, is uh, the fight team is uh, becoming quite successful in this gym, too. <sighs> It's, I think it's because of the way we run the gym, right? I think it also has to do with the passion within each of these fighters, right? And, um, and, and I think the combination of the two, you know, just, I don't think there's any other option but to succeed, right? They're doing their job. They're training very, very hard. And then they also do homework on their own. Yeah. Which is another thing well, I always tell my guys. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. I, told, I tell my guys, I'll teach you Muay Thai. That's good. But go out and learn. You know, go out and watch videos. Watch fights. Not, not tutorials. Watch fights. Um, study the fighters, which is what I do. I don't right. really watch tutorials. I watch fights. I watch fighters. Well, I yeah. study specific fighters. See the reason why they are so, so successful. Why is it specializing? Why are they so good at it? You know, and then I bring that to them. And then they go out on their own and they study as well. So, yeah. Yeah, watching the hard. tutorials, it's like, unless you have context, you know, like, I think, like, Liam Harrison's, 
videos are, are pretty good because he'll show the technique and then he shows where he lands it in the fight. So, so Liam is probably one of the best out there when it comes to um, like tutorials, yeah. right? The reason why I try to um, dissuade people from watching tutorials in the beginning is because there's a lot of good stuff, but there's a lot of terrible shit, right? And if you're, if you're new to, this, to the world of Muay Thai, you won't be able to differentiate between one or the other. So I would rather have you watched Muay Thai video fights. Just the fights. Because once you're in the ring and you're fighting, there's no lying, right? They, either you're good or you're not, right? And if you're good, people see it. You win fights, people see it. So if people study you, then they understand. It's understandable. But any Joe Schmoke could be out there and make a tutorial video and, you know, and it's complete, complete bullshit. And I see it all the time. And so I tell them, don't watch tutorials. Now, later down the line, yes. And then ask me questions after you watch it so, sure. I, can, so yeah. I can put my break stamp it down, on it. Man. Yeah, break it down. But don't do it in the beginning. There's a lot of crap out there. I'm not going to mention any names. No, there's, a lot of crap out there. Yeah. there's a lot of crap yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, location, where, where, where are we right now? Like if, if anyone out there is in, in Jersey and you, uh, you want to come by the gym and check it, check it out, give, give, them, give them the pitch, man. We are in the heart of Garwood in Union County, right on South Avenue. So 55 South Avenue, Spider Muay Thai Gym. Uh, a great neighborhood, really good neighborhood. There's no riffraff. It's very peaceful, um, and 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 there's a lot of foot traffic, a lot of a lot of car traffic as well. So it's easy for them to see us, right? So, so if you guys are interested in learning Muay Thai, traditional Muay Thai, that is not watered down Muay Thai. Spider Muay Thai, 55 South Avenue is the place for you guys to go, in Garwood, New Jersey. There you go. And like most nights of the week, you guys are running to me here too. So oh, we have a very good, very, very full schedule. We teach Muay Thai up to four times a day. So, you know, if you want to have, um, if you work at night and you want to work during the day, if you work during the day, you want to train in the morning, like we have a schedule for everyone. Well, thanks a lot, Spider. I really appreciate oh, it. Thank you. It was an honor. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, interview me. Thanks for listening, everyone. I appreciate that. I smoke all the like like smoking Joe Fraser, the Hellraiser, raising hell with the flavor. Terrorize the jam like troops in Pakistan, swinging through your town like your neighborhood Spider-Man. So all uh, tick-tock and keep ticking while I get you flipping off the shit I'm kicking. The Lone Ranger, co-ed, danger, deep in the dark with the art. To rip the charts apart, the vandal Too hot to handle your battle You saying goodbye like Devin Campbell Roughneck, Inspector Dex on the set The rebel, I make more noise than heavy metal The way I make the crowd go wild Sit back, relax, won't smile Ray got it going on, pal Call me the rap assassinator Rhymes rugged and built like Schwarzenegger And I'ma get mad deep like a threat Blow up your project Then take all your assets Cause I came to shake the frame in half With the thoughts that bomb Shit like math So if you wanna try to flip Yo, flip on the next man Cause I'll grab the clip and Hit you with 16 shots and more I got Going to war with the melting pot I, It's the method man for short, Mr. Map Move it on your left ah, And set it off Get it off, let it off
off like a gat. I wanna break food, cop me back. Small change, they puttin' shame in the game. I take game and blow that nigga out the frame. And like fame, my style will live forever. Niggas crossing over like they don't know no better. But I do. True, can I get a sue? Enough respect due to the one six ooh. I mean, oh, yo, check out the phone like the Hudson or PCP. When I'm dusting, niggas off because I'm hot like sauce. The smoke from the lyrical butt make me uh, What crap, my nut gets screwed. Ow! Here comes my Shaolin style. True, B, A, B, B, Y, U. To my crew with the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, baby, baby, come on. Baby, come on, baby, baby, come on. The best to check your neck. First things first, man. You f with the worst. I'll be sticking pins in your head like a nurse. I'll attack any nigga who's slacking his mat. Come fully packed with the fat bucket stack. Same on you when you step through. Two, the old dirty bastard, straight from the Brooklyn Zoo. And I'll be damned if I let any man come to my center. You enter the winter, straight up and down. That shit at cam. You can't slam. Don't let me get fooled on the man. The old dirty bastard is dirty and sticking. They saw you nigga rolling with the knife of the creeps. Niggas be rolling with a stash. Ain't saying gas, bite my style, I bite your motherfucker. Yeah, loud, my style is wild, so book me. Not long is how long that this rhyme took me. Ejecting styles from my lethal weapon. My pen that rocks from here to Oregon. Here's more again. Catch it like a psycho flashback. I love gats. Rap was a gun, you wouldn't bust back. I come with shit, all types of shapes and sounds. And wherever I lounge is my stomping grounds. I give an order to my peeps across the water to go and snatch up props all around the border and get far like a shooting star. The shoe I'm all is double the life of Pablo Escobar. Point blank as I kick the square bits. There it is, your fucking pros, and there it goes. Yo, chill with the feedback block. We don't need that. It's 10 o'clock, ho. Where the f just see that? Feeling mad hostile, ran out pasto. Going like Christ when I speak the gospel. Stole with the holy roll. Attack the globe with the bruckers, style the ruckus. Ten times ten men committing mad sin. Turn the other cheek and I'll break your chin. Slain boom bangs like African drums. Coming around a mountain when I come. Crazy flamboyant for the rap enjoyment. My clan increased like black unemployment. Yeah, another one there. Took, took a genius. Take us the out of here. The woo is too slamming for these coke killer labels. So ain't had hit since I seen Aunt Mabel. Be doing all the sin like Kane did Abel. Now they money's getting stuck to the gum under the table. That's what you get when you misuse what I invent. Your empire falls and you lose every cent. But trying to blow up a scrub. Now that thought is just as right as a 20 watt light bulb. Should've pumped it when I rocked it. Niggas so stingy, they got short arms and deep pockets. This goes on in some companies with majors that scared to death to pump these. First of all, who's your A&R? A mountain climber who plays an electric guitar. But he don't know the meaning of dope when he's looking for a suit and tie rap that's cleaner than a boss soap. And I'm the dirtiest thing in sight. Matter of fact, bring out the girls and let's have a mud fight. The best protect your neck. The best protect your neck. The best protect your neck.